aka Princess Naya, and we are here with Tired Mum Presents Can I Sheet in Peace? Yes, the all important podcast. We're here to talk about just some regular, regular stuff. And I am joined by a very dear friend of mine who I've known for, I feel like I say this every episode, but I have known you for over a decade at least. And we met on a course called Digital Women's. So I'm going to leave it there. And I would like to introduce the amazing Anika Allen. Round of applause, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all, all our guests in the studio there's like a hundred <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today Anika Thanks I know you had me. to move a lot of stuff around to accommodate my lastminute.com schedule as you know I'm a can you do it tomorrow type person <laughs> um, and we're actually joined today by your daughter who is who is um, parlaying with our Tam assistant um, and I need to go and give her a big squeeze afterwards by the way because I yeah. actually didn't even get, get a chance to even say hello um, but yeah thank you so much for coming oh, thanks for having me um, do you want to tell everybody who you are what you do cool. uh, so I'm Anika Allen I'm a diversity and inclusion professional and I also am the co-founder of an award ceremony called the Black Magic Awards where we celebrate the change makers and the trailblazers in the Black British community yes and you've been doing that ahead of time do you know what I mean I think um, something that I like to point out about people's you know, ventures and stuff is how ahead of the curve you are. Because I think at, in the, at this point, especially after all of the, the Black Lives Matter stuff and just, you know, the light being really shone on everything that we have to go through, you were kind of doing that way before, you know, the hype, if that makes sense, um, which is really commendable. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it really is something for our community, um, which is really, really positive. Thank um, you. It's funny because, um, you know, today you see so, such, such amazing um, media outlets out there, you know, publishing wise, you've got kind of Guap Magazine, Gildem. Yeah. Um, obviously, online wise, you've um, got your link ups, your GRMs doing really well and things. And I think back to kind of when I started and I was doing, I had and the Lifestyle Magazine Flavor Mag, and yeah. I was doing kind of like events like Flavor and Breaking the Ice. And yeah, and yeah. Stuff and for those of really. you who don't know what Breaking the Ice was, it was like karaoke Yeah, style. it was like London's premier R&B and hip-hop yeah, karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going back like, what, 12, 13 years now? Yeah, a long time that. kind of yeah. thing. So I feel like, I feel like if I was doing a lot of the things I was doing then, it, um, it'd be even bigger than it was. I mean, obviously... There were, no, do you know what it is? You're just ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. And when you're a trendsetter and you're ahead of the curve, sometimes you don't get to experience the fruit of the labor so to speak as though and it's like i think it goes back to that saying where if you're the, if you're a midget standing on a giant shoulders you have a better chance and you were just a giant because you was <laughs> colossal do you see what i mean look how many things you were doing at once when you think back now do you think how, what was i doing <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true because also by day i was working in tv production yeah, as well yeah. and then you're doing all these other things and so yeah so it's crazy to think about the kind of the legacy but, yeah. um, but i'm proud of the kind of i guess the journey and things and also seeing the people that maybe i mentored or worked with me and, and seeing where they've gone and the places yeah. and spaces and how they've managed to grow their careers as well. Yeah, it's true. Like your cover artists, do you know what I mean? Your covers of your magazines. Like I know you booked me for a couple of shows. I can't, but what did we do? You done, we done, um, there was one in Central London, Piccadilly Circus. What is that one on the corner? Club. Yeah, that was, that was, um, was Cafe de Paris. Caf yes, Cafe, Cafe de, de Paris. Paris. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing that. Like, and it was absolutely amazing. And I think you had a fashion show or something. Yeah, at exactly, the same time. exactly. You was, was always um... doing 500 things at once. <laughs> you know, when you think back now, in the moment, everyone's so busy on their own journey. You're just hustling. And it's like when you take actually stop and think of how many platforms that you created to actually put people on that were up and coming like and especially with me I've never had a label or anyone pushing me so outlets like your own were always really like I was appreciative of them because it helped you know what I mean putting me in the magazines I remember you'd put um, Billionaire Girls Club in one of your magazines uh, like years ago and that company was only around about a year so you was really ahead trying to help people get on so yeah that's really amazing yeah no I think particularly I mean I think just throughout my whole journey I've always been 
wanting to kind of like lift those um, unrepresented voices and amplify those voices yeah. as well. And so I think through everything I've done and kind of shared the stories and told and the people yet to be heard. And so, and I think that's just followed me. Even in DNI, you know, what I do is trying to kind of champion, yeah. championing talent and kind of building inclusive workplaces and things. And it and it's telling those stories, talking about who the senior leaders that, you know, are paving the way and things as well. Yeah, it's good. And I think it's just like, as you said, it's like shining a light on the, the people that you don't really get to see. Mm. <laughs> and you, people don't understand it, it's working because of these people that are like trying to, do you know what I mean? Like making it all work out. So yeah, so obviously it's Tired Ass Mom podcast. We're here to talk about parenthood. How old is your daughter now? She is just over two and a half. Just over two and a half. Yeah. I remember you, um, I remember coming to the podcast and I think I was an hour late. An hour, like literally. Well, sorry, I was 45 minutes late today. But, so. Well, listen, this is the thing. I remember coming, I was like, and it was all to do with my kids. I remember I blamed her and it was, it was, it is, it's always the child. And I remember coming, I was like, I'm really, really sorry. And I think it was in the evening as well. So it was just hard. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, now fast forward, like you're coming to my podcast. <laughs> yes. 45 minutes late. Do you know what I mean? Because it's hard to get out of the house. Like, how are you finding, how are you finding motherhood? Um, Give me, I'll tell you what, let's be specific. Give me a high. Give me yeah. one, one high. Um, I think the highs are kind of when, you know, my daughter kind of wakes up and she's like, Money, mummy, oh, gives yeah. me a kiss and a cuddle and you know, like you can you look at her. And everything. Exactly. <laughs> and, she, and you think, Oh god, you're the beautifulest girl in the world and you're so loving and, and things. So I think just the high is just kind of seeing her and yeah. seeing her develop and things. Yeah, it is. Um, and she's at that age now where you're gonna start to really see all of these new things just happen and you're like, Whoa, this is this wild. Um so give me a struggle point. Um, I think it's it's finding as as you as you said earlier, I do a lot, so mm. kind of um, and I enjoy kind of doing a lot, yeah. And so trying to find that balance of motherhood and not having the support of family, so I can kind of do some of the things that I want to yeah. do. And as for so. everybody listening, like Anika, you can have told by the accent. Um, yeah, she is in London, so a lot of her family is not in London. So your support network is probably made up of friends and your partner's family, right? Um, more more friends because his family don't live near me either. Okay, so, um, so you're like, yeah. So yeah, so it's just so it's him and I, and then obviously even the friends aren't that close and they're busy as well. Yeah, so you can't yeah. always lobby your kid off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yes. basically what it is. Like, and I think that sometimes it's like, it's hard to say it like that, but it's like, I just need rid of you for a minute because I really just need to concentrate. And I think that probably is a, a struggle for mums as well, because it's doing like, I think my thing is I try to, I try to make sure everything's done or I've taken care of everything before I do the school run. Mm. Because then once the school run's done, I want to give her some attention. But then there are days where I just need to do this. This, okay, yeah. and she's like, "Mom, can you put your phone down." And I'm like, "Yeah, but listen, I need to do this." And you're talking about you want to go to Disneyland for your birthday. <laughs> Mummy needs to do this. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard to just have that space. And I think that when I was when Kizzy was about six months, is when I realized I needed to move because mm. I was I felt like I was in no man's land in South London. As you said, all my friends are in London, but they're not five minutes away. Yeah. Um. And then I moved to near where my mom lives, and I'm fortunate enough that my sister-in-law lives five minutes one direction, and her daughter's three years older than my daughter. And my mum is five minutes down the other way. So they're my crutch, you know, and they're the last minute. I've really got to do something. Can I drop her off? And then in the times when they can't have it is when I feel like, wow, this is really tough for people that don't have 
people because how do you do it like it's either mum or dad but yeah. then what about when mum and dad want to go do you understand what i mean like yeah how do you organize yourself I, I have to i have to plan okay. like really plan and things you know i think date nights between my fiance and i are kind of like few and far between yep. and things when when we have those it's planned i'm like i'm like one of the godparents maybe like a month <laughs> a month yeah, and a half advanced. two months in advance <laughs> this day can you have a my release so yeah, i can yeah. Even the last, even a couple of weeks ago, my um, best friend, who's her godmother, um, had us so I could, so we could have us like a spa day. And I was okay. like, "Can you have it the night before?" She goes, "Oh, you got plans out for get to sleep, sleep. to <laughs> sleep." <laughs> I do know it's, it's like getting up in the morning and just taking care of yourself is such a bonus that people don't actually think of. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, on a Friday, Kizzy will normally go and stay with her nan. So Saturday morning, I know it's mine. So if I want to go gym, I can go gym. If I want to do some work, I can do some work. If I want to lay down, I can just lay down and just be and not mm. have to actually get up and make the breakfast. And they're really small things that need to get done but you add them up every day it's a lot it, it really 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 is a lot and people ask me all the time i work you're not just going to move back to birmingham because i have such a big support system there like yeah. when i when i go to birmingham it's like here she is grandmother's there granddad's there aunties okay, there okay. uncles are there they're all like when when are we having her and they're yeah. all happy to take kind of home. take her and things and stuff so is that ever is that an option or is it just not an option well um my fiance loves london's london okay. are through and through and you've been and, here for ages and now i've lived in london a long time it's home yeah, I, yeah. What I need to do is to make enough money so I can have my nanny, have yeah. my cook, and yeah, life's yeah. and life's a bit easier because the help is there. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all I need. Would you know? It's so funny because we've been trialing out this um a service called Tam Assistant, um, and that is actually who's sitting with um your baby right now. Um, and a Tam Assistant is like the idea was to be able to like order a mum like you order an Uber, and you order a mum assistant. She comes in a couple of hours and just helps with that fluster you know so it's like and we've been she's been trialing it out in, in the chiswick area and she's done so many different things she's put stuff on depop for mums she's made phone calls for mums she's done homework with the kids for mums she's done play activities with the kids she's done ironing so she's done a, there's a spectrum of different things that she has done and is doing um that give mums a little bit of time because the thing is it's like having a full-time nanny it's a it's like a full-time job's wage do you know what i mean so a lot of us can't we don't have that luxury um so yeah we we're gonna have to sort you out some trials so you can have a bit and see if that is something that can help out. Mm. And it's not it's, like, it's not childcare and it's not a cleaner. It's just someone slap bang in the middle that can just fill that gap. You know, you look at that po pile of toys and you say, like, I need to go through that because some of that stuff is from when she's born and she don't play with no more, but you just don't have the time. It's like we're time poor, completely mm. broke. We're broke out here. Definitely. <laughs> I was like today before I was leaving out out the house and I was like, oh, there's a pile of washing in the washing machine, the stuff in the dryer, the stuff on her yeah, side, yeah, and things. Yeah. So I thought, let me do a bit so, it, so it does, I don't feel so bad when I get home. Exactly. But exactly. it's just, just having someone to kind of, I guess, come and help. Just fill in the bits. Yeah. yeah. And I think and because each mum is different, it's like having somebody that is flexible enough to jump into any kind of role. Because some people, like my sister-in-law, she's like, I will never have no one hanging out my washing. I hate the way people hang out washing. I hang, She hangs it out in a certain way. So it's like, well, let me hang out the washing. And then you sit there and you can do the homework or reading with my daughter. So she's not neglected and doesn't feel, do you know what I mean? And then you can move on and then you don't feel bad. You feel like everything's getting done at the same time it's like it's a miracle <laughs> definitely you know I, mean? and I think every little bit helps when you're a mum and it, it, like it's like my um childminder um so she, how did you find a childminder like so the childminder um so i'm in a um 
like my local mum's WhatsApp group okay. and things. And so I just. How asked, did you even find that, Anika? Like, seriously, Kizzy's four and a half. I don't even have a mum's WhatsApp group. Don't ever. you? So, no, so like, I literally. Find that? So I just went on, um, went on Facebook and okay. found a few local kind of parenting groups as well. So I found that as a start. Okay. And then, and then I kind of just read some of the kind of. Um, read some of the comments in the group and then that led me to the whatsapp group okay. and so somebody in the whatsapp group then recommended her childminder oh, and wow, she literally okay. lived around the corner from me so i was like okay so like recommendations went, exactly so then i went to visit her and i was like actually i had a had a nice vibe and yep. she was literally five minutes from where i live and oh, location perfect. was one of Working. the things that that it really did important. it was yeah. important to me and things and and someone that was clean that would cook good food for her yeah, and things yeah. and so she goes there she loves it but one thing that really helps is once in a while my charmander will do her hair for me you lie and like, oh, no, like, really like she'll just come home and her hair will be done and i'll be like oh, yes <laughs> thank you thank you Janet. do you know what it's so funny because um i put kissy's hair in canos all the time because i'm not doing hair every single day for school forget that and she'll have it in for big two weeks at a time and then when it comes to taking it out i'm like Phew. This is what I need my time assistant for right now because you just pull out pull out all of these canos. I can't. I, I just can't take it. So that I understand. That is like a massive relief. And you know what? Some of them, some of my friends don't let their the dads or their husbands or whoever kind of do the child's hair. Okay. Now, um, my fiance, um, even if you're not doing the styling, you need, you need to know how to take out her hair. Exactly. You need to know how to wash her hair at least. And um and oil her hair. Yeah, because what if you're not around? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's so important. Like I remember um Kizzy's got her hair's quite short. So when she was really little, her hair was really fine and just did not a lot of it, but I could cater it and then um Anyway, he was taking out the plaits and he's like, yeah. And he had YouTube up, like, trying to teach himself how to cane her. I was like, babe, this is a really nice effort, yeah. But right now, you're taking it too far because it's too soon and you're never going to be able to grasp it. You know, like, you know when you really need to know how to cane her to do that? And I said, A for effort. A for effort. I'm, I'm here for the vibes. Once she gets a little bit older, you might be able to learn how to plait. But, yeah, I thought, like, you're hilarious. You know you know, when a man just wants some... I can do anything, yeah? But yeah. it just actually killed me. That's good that you tried because some, some men would have been, wouldn't even put on YouTube. They'd yeah, just no, be like, you know that's, that's you your know, job. I'm taking it, it to the he's hairdresser. very competitive. Oh. And this is where now I'm seeing it in Kizzy. He's very competitive. So it's like, no, I can. I can do absolutely anything I want to do. So I think it's a little bit of that. Like, it's, mm. a, it's nice as well. I'm not going to take that away from him. But I think it's a little bit of a competitive season. Like, you can Kano well, I can Kano as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. And I think that daughters having their dads take interest in their hair, especially when they're black kids, is really, really important because we get a lot of stigma of, oh, look how hard it is to do and to comb it. Like, and when Kizzy was born, like, we make such a fuss over her afro. It's like, your afro is. Mm. It's amazing, you know, like, because I know what it's like when you get to school. And then I remember being in school and thinking, man, I want a fringe. You know, like, you see all mm. the girls with their straight hair and a fringe. And that, that's not an option. It's, yeah. it's not an option for the curly-haired girls at all. So I think it's, it's really important that they are idolised in that, in their own natural state so that they don't feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, she goes to school and says, like, my hair's growing. And then her friend will be like, your, hair, your hair's not long. She goes, it is, look, you have one little plant coming out of here. <laughs> so it's, like, it's mad to see that it's so important that we do take an interest and dad takes an interest as well. So, yeah, I definitely, think that's amazing. Definitely, and they're comfortable in their skin with their hair, regardless what regardless of the kind of you know how it is how it is yeah, yeah. exactly what way it's growing do you mm. know what i mean like yeah it's it's wild like, it's really it's nice though and it's inspiring i think that the more dads do that the more healthier relationships children girls especially will have with their own the way they look and their hair and everything just by take, making a few extra comments definitely you know? i mean i only started my natural hair journey last year 
um, fully. I mean, I've yeah, been so natural for a while. Me, you're putting but... me to shame now, Nikki. This, <laughs> this is the next conversation, do you know what I mean? Because now Kissy's like, oh, my hair like yours, mum. And I'm like, hey, no, no, no. And then it's like, I don't want to wear my hair in an afro. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's just not my vibe, Anika. Like, so you are setting a really good example. But if you didn't want to have your hair, like, how would you cope with that? What What is it like? But I think, I think it's, it's, you know... However you want to have your hair, have your hair yeah. and things. You know, before before last year, I been I cut my hair off and went like practically bald. Yes, I remember the picture because um because my hair had been falling out anyway exactly after the pregnancy, the pregnancy and everything yeah. and stuff. And so I just was like, you know, I'm gonna cut it off and I'm gonna start, start again. again. And and you know, and that was tough for me initially because I was just like, oh my god, you just because you just felt really vulnerable <laughs> yeah, and just really open, naked. like naked, yeah. Because <laughs> usually I'm having you know like I have braids on my wigs or yeah, weaves yeah. and everything and stuff. And so. But you know, I've stuck with it generally. I've okay. kind of and my and my hair's grown, which has been great and stuff. Probably and so, really healthy. Um, and yeah, and definitely it's grown back a lot healthier and yeah. things and stuff. And I think I'll still have like braids and braids and stuff. Yeah. But I think for the moment, I've been staying away kind of from the wigs and weaves and things. Yeah. And because uh, I'm mindful as well that she'll be looking up to me and be yeah. like, okay, well, mummy. Your hair's like that, so why can't I have my hair like no, that? No, exactly. And you know, it's so funny. So um, Shams and I went on holiday, and Kizzy come with us, and she's like, and then Shams is doing up week life, isn't it? So she's got week different week for every day of the week, and um, so she's like, Auntie, your hair looks different today, and she said, Yes, Kizzy, because it's a wig, and she's like, Oh, it's a wig. She's like, Yeah, yeah, I can change it. She's like, Okay, and then um, this was when we was on holiday, so we've come back to thing or whatever, and I'm going to get my hair done, and um, got. Um, we weave extensions in there and she's like your hair's grown like and i'm like yeah <laughs> she's like is that a wig and i said no it's not it's not a wig and then she said did you take your hair growing pills mom and i said what like you're four what are you talking i don't understand where this is coming from but they pay attention to everything so as naive as i could be to think that oh, she's four she's gonna notice my extensions she's there looking like hmm and then she's about hair pills i said oh, i can't and then when i got it taken out i came home and i said oh kizzy i had my hair cut she's like why why did you cut it <laughs> she's like i like it long so it's they are so like this age is so um influenced like so and this is like when it comes to you like working and stuff do you explain to your daughter that you're working like how do you what type of conversations are you having with her because she's only a little bit still but yeah. like how does it work in terms of like why she goes childminders or do you know what i mean like yeah. when you're doing your busy busy how do you convey that to her at such a, in her early age so i talked talk to her about mommy working but i still don't think she fully understands mm -hmm. because because say um for the childminder the childminder will say oh where's mommy and where's daddy and she'll be like daddy at work mommy at home because i've been working from, from home, home okay, and things. Yeah. so so she knows my computer's there and she'll literally go in my go in my chair computer chair and we're pretending like she's me picking up the phone and <laughs> typing on okay. the computer so and everything knows. and stuff so so she knows mommy's doing something but yeah. i don't know if she associates it with like work but, work because yeah. i'm not going out, out the, house, the house where she kind of sees daddy getting his um van like he's this lift engineer and is his day job so she sees him getting his van and yeah, go out and so i think yeah, yeah so she yeah. knows he's he's not at home and they're very are very very visual as well so they have to like see it to understand it and mm. put two and two together like if you ask um like it's like kizzy knows our lives do you know mm. what i mean she'll know exactly where we are and she'll be like oh where's daddy and i'll be like oh um and i've looked at him and she goes oh is he at the gym i'll be like um yeah 
Rose probably at the gym right now. And he's like, gym, then work, then gym. Do you know what I mean? So she knows daddy's either working or he's at the gym. Mm. Like, and they're so perceptive. Like, it's it's unreal. Like, and she knows that like, where my mom works, she knows it. it's the workplace. Oh, can I go to nanny's work? I'm mm. like, why? Like, you know, <laughs> so it's really, it's mad to think what they're taking in and what impact we're making, like putting on them from these early, early years. Definitely. I think, and this is the time, they're so, as you said, they're soaking up so much. And so, and I always say that, you know, Kids might not listen to the words you say, but they'll watch your actions. Hundred percent. And so, um, so I'm mindful of the things that I do and and things. So you know, like, and just encouraging her. So seeing her, like, make sure you're picking up your um just your, your toys. toys and mm-hmm. things, praising the th- praising the behavior that I want to see in her yeah. and things. So if she's done something good, then I then, then I'll then I'll then I'll let her know. It's like last night, um. I normally do like prayers with her mm-hmm. in the evening and and it's got actions and things like two little eyes and okay. ears and you're touching different. And she, yesterday she did all the actions perfectly. Like, okay. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, really? They're amazing. Yeah. She, I was like, high five. five. She's like, high five, mommy. Oh, she was like, so excited. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice when you see them start doing those things and you it's like it starts to pay off. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially when they're young and you're doing stuff and they're like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden they start just, you know, walking in the footsteps. It's really, really good. Um, So because you, so you and your your partner, you're together, you run in the house, like who's in charge? Who sorts out all the organizing and all the planning? I, th- I, think, I think it's always mums in, in my household. Yeah. <laughs> in my household, generally it's, it's me. Okay. That's how I've kind of, you know, if he's... Um, going to be going to um you know any kind of course or you yeah. know baby class or anything then i probably arranged it. it at the moment um i'm looking for kind of she goes childminder four days a week um i'm thinking of her going to a nursery for one day week. So okay. now i'm looking at kind of nurseries nursery and me- nursery options and messaging and also now i have to think about nursery options for when for reception, um, for reception yeah. kind of thing and stuff for september and so it's it's me looking into Sorting all of out. that and things and and that's is that by default or is that because because in the mornings, dad gets up and goes. Yeah. And she's left, basically, in your care. It's like you're organising her schedule so that you can basically do your schedule. Do you mm. understand what I mean? So, yeah. like, so you're organising her so that you're then allowed to organise yourself. Because if you never organised her, you can't organise yourself. But then he can still organise himself. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because, do you understand? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. It might sound mad, but I'm just thinking. It's like, yeah. mums do. It's like, okay, well, I need to clear my schedule. So where can I put her while I'm doing my stuff? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? But it does always fall on mum. Yeah, no, it does. I think schedules do all fall on mum. I He's good in respect that he will um, he will say to me um, at the beginning of the week, oh, what's what are happening? your plans this week kind yeah. of thing or what's happening and things. I mean, generally he'll forget anyway half the yeah. things I tell him. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he will but he will say and he'll and he'll try and fix his plans around my well, plans. There okay. might be some things that he's doing, like he like outside of his day job, he's sing, he's a singer. Yeah, I was just about and to say so, that um, because so when you're you're a creative, sometimes it's really difficult to schedule because it's mm. all a lot of things at last minute. You might get a studio session that you exactly. really need to do or do you know what I mean? So it's like whose day and priorities take the lead? Who's the president? Do yeah. you understand what so, I mean? so so my priorities do take the lead. Okay. Um, um so he will like so who will accommodate your schedule? Who'll accommodate my schedule generally? As I said, if it, if it's fixed things, what well, he can't move. So like he had a show yesterday, okay. and so and I would usually do netball on Thursday. So I was like, okay, I'll I was sacrifice. like, so I was second. So I was like, well, I said, what time are you going to your show? And he's like, I need to be there at nine. I was like, mm. um, I'm trying to be a bit healthier and do a bit more exercise because I'm sitting at home, home. so much just yeah, doing work. Yeah. So I was like, okay, 
I'm going to go to the gym till eight, come back, and, and then, then we'll you, change then, over. Then we'll change over and you go. So it's about compromise, really. So yeah, it? compromise is a big thing. Although when I did get home, she wasn't ready for bed and hadn't been bathed. Oh, yes. So then, if that had been the other way around, she'd have been ready for bed and she'd have been bathed. Yeah. You just need to put her in bed. 100%. And I think dads like to run on their own time and their own schedule. And it's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, man, like, you're putting her to, in the bath and to bed. But then you're like, where's the night clothes? Where's the towel? Where's the, what soap are we using for her again? You know, like, there's so many questions that come along. And it's like, you know, I might as well just do it myself. And I think this is, that's something that I think a lot of mums struggle at, letting go of the responsibility. Because it's done to, in your eyes and in my eyes, well, definitely for me, I feel like my way is perfection. Yeah. <laughs> well, very, very close to it. And then it's like, when dad does it, you're not doing it my way. But then I suppose... Why should he do it your way? Do you understand what I mean? Unless it's really just to benefit the child. But I think maybe, I know with me, I'm a bit anal. I like things done in a certain way. So it's like, can you not just do it this way? Inside, but I'm going to get the same result just doing mm. it in my own way. Like, is there flexibility in your life for that? Or are you like, do it my way or the highway? No, no, I'm very flexible. And I think, I think some women martyr themselves too much. and be like, oh, it's not doing it my way. So I'll, I'll I'm going to do it. So then, so then when you are tired or you are stressed because you've taken on everything, yeah. then it's because you haven't given him the opportunity to either one, fix up and get to, even if it's not your level, a to, to, level. A, to a decent level. Also, some men actually do play on this. They do, yeah, yeah, they yeah. do like, actually, let me do a shit job. Right? So she won't let ask me, do, me again. So she won't ask me again <laughs> and stuff. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you until you're doing the job better, yeah, even yeah. if it's not perfection. Because probably before I might may have wanted perfe per perfection. Uh, probably before I may have wanted perfection. However, I understand now. I need time yeah, more than perfection. Yeah, yeah. I need time to do some of the other things that one are either bringing in money mm -hmm. or or feeding my soul or yeah, <laughs> bringing gym, peace. whatever. <laughs> just yeah. sort of no, do you know, so. it's true. I think I'm probably a really. I think that's probably one of my biggest negatives because it's like I do really like things. I like them done in a certain way, in a certain fashion. I like things, I like her to, uh, like her schedule is tight. I like her to be in bed by a certain time. We have a, a schedule that we do when we go to bed. So it's like, oh, I'll just do it because you're just, you're not doing it how I want it to be done. And I think sometimes, as you just said, it's like you kind of set yourself up for a lifetime of just doing it yourself. And like, I remember ages ago, um, I think, because I've been suffering a bit of migraines and stuff. So he's taken on a lot more responsibility in the morning because the mornings are really struggle, struggling. And um, I saw him cutting up her carrots and cucumbers for her lunch and he's doing it sideways like this and I cut it in like a block with like oblong like rectangle shapes basically mm. and he was doing it they're all like circles and I'm like and I'm standing there and I thought what are you doing like you're massacring the lunch yeah and I'm literally staring and I but I can't I can't eat I didn't have the any I couldn't do it my head was pounding I had to let it go so I left it I don't even know what happened that day later on just come home check the packed lunch just ate everything so then it's like in that moment I learned a very fucking important lesson. It's like, bro, just because you want to cut it up like this because it looks nice in your fancy box and he's whacked it in some foil <laughs> and cut them in circles, she still ate it, which means that I'm making a situation out of something that doesn't really need a situation. This don't need a situation. It don't. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think that mums, as you said, you can set yourself up for a lot of extra work by behaving like that. So I think it's about really trying to play to your own strengths in the relationship and saying, okay, well, what things do you like doing with her? And what are you good at? And what do you not mind? And then compromising so that everything is split a little bit more fairly 
but nobody's way out of their comfort zone and has to learn a brand new skill. Do you mm. know what I mean? To like, yeah. as you're saying, it's like, yeah, it'll be nice if you could braid our hair, but let's face it, I'm the braider. Yeah. <laughs> so you can learn as you go if you want, but I'm not going to force this on you as an extra job, but you can do the pulling out, you know? So definitely, you've got to know where to let go. And it's like, I know swimming as much as i love swimming i don't like the effort that it takes to kind of go hey, with a child swimming I am and the before same. and after so i've said to, i've said to him adrian it's that's your, your job it's your responsibility to make sure she, she knows, knows how, how to, to swim. swim and there might be things that i might book for her and then i might be like this is your day yeah take her there yeah. i've booked it it's yeah. paid for you just need to get turn up, up and turn, turn up, up and take her for that time up. and actually Mother, the swimming the swimming <laughs> thing has killed me though do you think that is um a black mum thing with the swimming because you see me and the swimming i've i've booked her off you guys go in the water i done one lesson when she was just born and it's never again i'm not going back in that pool i don't want to be in the pool i don't want to get my hair wet i don't want to stand in the changing room naked and have you naked it's too much i don't want to do it so yeah do you think that is like you know because i have this stigma thing about black women don't like swimming or getting their hair wet do you think it's that or is it just just a normal thing like other mums are the same because i swear when you're saying that i'm thinking yes yeah, what i said to him i said right now if she can't swim by the time we go back to jamaica be it on your head because this is your responsibility now. I can't swim. I don't like swimming. Don't like the water. And I'm gonna. Have, she's gonna have a negative experience with me because I'm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So if I've got my hair in braids and You're I like swimming, go. I'm good to go. But otherwise, it's stress and it's the chlorine and having to wash. Obviously, you can't just wash and go. No, and, and it's so, a whole cream in. So he it's, he yeah. can go in there and wash and go and actually. And I took her away a couple of times when she was baby and actually I did say not again because. The only time I enjoyed it was when my mum was with me, yeah, so, that, um, so that so that I could have that you I could have help. Off. You trying yeah. to like go to the changing room, get your clothes, get in, even get getting out of the pool was yeah. like a drama. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Like, I think I done, yeah, I think I done one lesson. I was like, Look, I'll come with you, but you get in with her, and then I'll take her out, I'll wash her, and everything. You get ready, and then we'll leave. But yeah, it's just it's a lot. But I like the idea of splitting up responsibilities. I think it is um it's very healthy. Mm. Um, and it allows it just allows you to be able to enjoy the activities you're doing as a Opposed to being stressed out with absolutely everything, you know. And I think I think mums that don't split that activity, it, like it will never be equal. And I'm and I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm not fine with that, but um, but I understand that it's, it's working that, out. That's, it's yeah. working out, and I understand generally that's how it is. But I feel like where um parents where it's really really one sided. I think eventually you'll you'll be resentful. Yeah, it's true. And I think as well, children, especially if you do have an active father, when they grow up, let them have memories with their dad. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't want to grow up like, yeah, my mom. It's just it's just my mom. My mm. mom done everything because then that's the like that the curse of the the cycle then because then there would be like well i have to do everything like i remember when kizzy started nursery school the teacher said to me when i came to the school one time she was like oh is um kizzy's dad a chef and i said a chef and she said yeah a chef i said no and she went oh because she kept well, keeps talking to us about um daddy and his sharp knives and in the kitchen and did it i said oh i said no he's not a chef but he does the majority of the cooking in the house so obviously he must be saying no these are sharp knives da, 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 da. And she was like oh okay but we just thought he'd done it for a living and it's like the assumption is i would be at home cooking and he must be working there must be like some type of work that why he's cooking every day um and it just made me think that these are the stereotypes that we've been born into we live into and still to date in schools the teachers are still very much we're just in that mindset of mummy duties female duties which are you know like it is what it is i think i think i'm in the middle with it because they're we're moving into this really gray area where the genders are getting lost completely mm. so it's really difficult to be so like yeah we need to be equal but at the same time 
we still can have mum things and have dad things. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. I think, as you said, schools need to school needs to understand this and be, and not be playing into the stereotypes. You know, if, if a girl wants to play with a car or it's a robot, okay. it's okay. If a boy wants to play with a doll, yeah. it's okay. And things. And also, I was, it's funny. I was thinking the other day because I did a guest lecture at the University of East London. I was thinking, so you just drop that in there. Oh, I did a guest lecture. See, so you <laughs> just do so much of it. Can't go on. <laughs> I was thinking, when I was at school, college or uni, not once did I have somebody come in and kind of like speak to me about kind of like industry or life yep. or things like that. And actually, I think now, I think schools and teachers and They're things embracing are getting, it. embracing those kind of things. So now if, if kind of parents are coming in and saying, you know, I'm a mum, but I'm a, you know, I'm a scientist or I'm an engineer and yep. things. I think, you know, it's becoming more common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, it, yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's, it's just, it's really important, man. And I think everything that you're doing and just the tips and stuff that you share, like what you have done today, are just really inspirational. Um, and they're really impact, like they, they give a lot of impact um, without you probably even realising sometimes. So it's really, really important that, you know, as mums and women in business that we're always open to talking about the struggles and you know talking about how tough it can get but at the same time the beauty of the the labor you yeah. know after all of that even going back to all the stuff like your your trailblazing years anika you should be really proud of yourself that yeah. you know the breaking the ice the flavor mags the the shows i remember doing um you had a calendar event, didn't you? Where you yeah, were doing yeah, a cat, like, yeah, 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 eye candy. You, was, <laughs> you guys were doing the most, like seriously. <laughs> and all of those things that you've learned, now you can pass on. And it's like, yeah, it's just really, really cool. So anyway, we're coming to the end. I want to thank you for coming. But I've got one last question to ask you before you leave. We'll see if you're one of me or you might be a really lucky mum. But the, yeah, the question is, Anika, in your house, can you shit in peace? I don't think you can ever shit in peace when you're a mum. Like, literally, my daughter, like, even this morning, I got up to go to the bathroom and I was like, just stay, stay, stay there. Stay there. You don't need to follow me. But no, it's like, mummy, mummy, mummy. Can I, can I just have a minute? No, no, like, no. no you know what? It just not. gets worse. It yeah. gets worse and worse. Well, thank you so much for coming, my darling. You're thank absolutely you. amazing. And hopefully, we'll be able to do it again one day. Yes. All right. Definitely. Take care. Thank Bye. You.